Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Security Token Show. We're here in sunny Miami, Florida. I'm your host, Kyle Sondland, joined by my co-host and business partner, Herwig Konings. And we have an amazing episode talking about security tokens, talking about blockchain, and some of the crazy financial moves Ooh, that happened oh yeah. this week. We cannot wait to dive into everything going on. But before we get into that, first, I want to thank our sponsor, which this week is Relio. You may have heard of them before, but Rilio is a multi-strategy digital private equity firm that uses blockchain and their web platform to support the creation and issuance of digital assets. Using their systemic approach, it allows them to support digital fundraising and ongoing management for fund managers that are looking to create, raise, and manage funds digitally using blockchain technology. This enables investors easy management through a digital platform, widening access, to these new investments while automating the compliance obligations, which are incredibly relevant given all of the crazy news this week. Thanks again for Rilio. They've been a sponsor of the show for years. Derek and his team have done some amazing things. Check it out, Rilio. So, Herwig, I think it's time for the show. Let's do it. We've got an amazing lineup. We've got the latest security token industry news, the latest offerings, of course, what's happening in the market, a look inside the metaverse, and our main topic today, which is going to be all about what happens if the FTX restructuring was on chain. Of course, let's start off with our top five. The number one thing you need to know happening in the space right now, almost impossible not to know. I mean, it is literally all over the world. Every news outlet, FTX, one of the largest exchanges in the world, has had its complete downfall, now filing for bankruptcy. There was a chance that Binance was going to bail it out and buy it. Now the regulators are circling. Legislators are thinking about creating crypto legislation more than ever as a result. Billions and billions of dollars lost. You got to know about it. We're going to talk more about it, of course, later in the main topic. Is this our Bear Stearns moment for crypto? We'll talk about that later on. But into number two, positive news, because look, the security token industry is not crypto. We've been saying this for so long, and it actually hasn't affected very much, as with number two, we get to report, thankfully, that Archax is bringing some fresh capital and new life to the security token industry with a $28.5 million fundraise, and they are doing some amazing things. They've got Aberdeen, Bitrock, Koretsu Capital, Tezos Foundation, and a whole host of others coming onto the cap table for their FCA-regulated digital assets exchange. They're a broker dealer and a custodian in the UK. They're taking all the right steps to make sure they're compliant with both the fundraisers that happen on their platform as well as user funds. So shout out to Archax for doing some great stuff. Rooting the charge for them over there in the UK. That is absolutely awesome news. Number three, Hamilton Lane once again in the news, this time partnering up with Figure. 
a major player in the industry, actually, in tokenization of funds, if you didn't know, as well as their major HELOC and loan platform called Providence. But Figure and Hamilton Lane have made news now on a third fund previously. Hamilton Lane has also done work. We announced Securitize just a few weeks ago, and previously also over in Singapore with Adex. So they are making waves across the industry. Hamilton Lane is huge, if you haven't heard of them. Nearly a trillion dollars in assets under management. Major, major news for the industry, too. This is fantastic. And into number four, HSBC, a large financial asset manager and bank, is launching launching a digital bond in Luxembourg, specifically through their HSBC Orion issuance platform. They are creating a tokenized Great British Pound Sterling bond launching in the UK in 2023 with a whole host of offerings set to go live after this. They specifically are noting the value for fixed income issuance, which is something that still happens over the phone, over the counter, and very manually. Oh, yeah. This is poised for disruption, and we've seen it again and again and again from these banks in 2022. That's a top 50 bank in the world, folks. Getting into the tokenization game in Luxembourg, definitely very cool. Last but not least, number five now, you have to know that UBS, the 35th biggest bank in the world, actually, or 37th, so no, 35th, that's amazing news, UBS, uh, actually now tokenizing over $300 million, Ooh. folks. Uh, they are also getting in the game out of Switzerland with SIX. More on that with Megan. But first, Annie Anzi's got the rest of the industry news for you. Happy Grand Rising, everyone. Okay, let's jump right into it. First off, we have Polkadot, who ended up in a slightly worse situation than they started with. The Swiss-based blockchain took the SEC's invitation to come in and talk to the regulator about ways to become compliant with U.S. laws. They collaborated for three years with FinHub, and on November 4th, which marked the three-year anniversary of its engagement, the foundation hired a media company to send out an email saying that Polkadot, blockchain's native token DOT, has morphed from a security to a software in the eyes of the SEC. The issue here is that that was not true. The foundation then retracted their statement and said that it was issuing a self-certification. This is embarrassing for the company, says I'm sure that after three years of engagement with the SEC, they would have liked to receive a no-action letter claiming no enforcement action would be taken. After 50 engagements in over three years, the company is still left with no clarity. Moving on, we have Symmetra Trading Solutions the only fintech company in Israel to have received regulatory approval from the Israeli Securities Authority to take trade digital securities. They're having a new liquidity partnership with Finhaven Technology. Symmetry will use the Finhaven network to offer early liquidity opportunities in the secondary market. D.H. Kim, CEO of Finhaven Private Markets, said they are building a network of global institutional liquidity to realize its vision of global capital market integration. Next up, we have Security Token Market Monthly Report being featured as one of the five best security token newsletters. The monthly report is a recap of the performance of assets deemed digital securities from the weeks prior. The report was called an invaluable resource since such data is not available on aggregation sites like CoinMarketCap. Additionally, the What's Dripping newsletter was also highlighted. The newsletter looks at recent market events and brings its own fun twist to it. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, visit newsletter.stomarket.com and subscribe. In other news, Tokeny presented a case study on real estate asset tokenization. 
The hypothetical case study discusses a developer that plans to raise funding via a compliant tokenized real estate debt offering in the European Union. It then highlights the different steps the issuer has to go through. The company also made it a point to highlight the challenges and opportunities that come with tokenizing real estate. If you're looking to learn more about this concept, Security Token Advisors has a real estate tokenization course available now. Visit stacourse.com to learn more. For our last news of the days, we have figured the country's top non-bank HELOC lender and movement mortgage. The nation's sixth largest retail mortgage lender announced a partnership that will allow movement borrowers faster access to home equity with approval in as few as five minutes and funding in as few as five days. The speedy underwriting process provides a secure, transparent, and fast experience, eliminating friction points and costs common to traditional home equity lending. Partners can offer their customers a fast and easy way to tap home equity with a 100% online application process. Movement Mortgage and Figure will leverage Provenance blockchain to record and store the lending asset. Okay, folks, that's all the news I have for today. Let's pass it on to Megan with SEO updates. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Security Token Offering Updates. I know, I know, we've been over here constantly preaching how SEC regulation might be necessary, and that goes against much of what decentralization stands for, but look where we are now. Well, while all of last week's craziness continues to pan out, it seems like we may be poised for an explosive security token summer 23. And in honor of that, let's talk about security tokens. First up, we have two new STOs, the first one being a listing with Black Manta Capital Partners called Calderas Fintech AG Project. This offers investors the opportunity to participate directly in the next development step of the financial markets with its extensive range of services. The group of companies itself covers a large part of the value chain in the field of digital assets. There are three pillars of Calderas Fintech AG, the first one being PowerFox Trading Solutions, a multi-asset trading platform. Calderas Crypto Capital is the second for the development, as well as offering of an actively managed certificates for digital assets. And third is Calderas Crypto Advisory as a qualified partner for the market-driven and regulatory compliant implementation of promising projects. The proceeds from the issuance of the Calderas Security Token, called CLT, will be used for the development of the PowerFox Trading Solutions trading platform, as well as all related costs. The platform enables customers to trade cryptocurrencies, foreign exchange, equities, and commodities in the form of derivative CFD. The launch of the PowerFox Trading Solutions platform will be in 2023. The target fundraise is 20 million CHF with a minimum investment amount of 2,500 CHF, and the expected unlevered IRR is 68.8%. Head over to Black Manta Capital Partners for more info. Last, UBS has priced the first bond to be listed and settled on a digital exchange, and it is set to yield a 2.33% coupon. The 375 million Swiss franc three-year bond is the first from a banking institution that will be listed, traded, and settled on a digital exchange. The bond has the same structure, legal status, and rating as a regular bond. It will be issued on the blockchain-based platform of the six digital exchange and traded on the SDX and six Swiss exchange. For more information, head over to Coindesk where this was initially reported. That is all this week. A lot is happening and we'll be here covering what juicy news is next, but now let's send it over to Samuel J. Sachs. 
Hello and happy Monday. Full disclosure, I had a jacket and tie on before this, but it got hot in here and fast. In fact, it's burning hot. It feels like everything around me is burning. It is on fire. And a once friendly face is responsible for this. You know the name. You've seen him on Capitol Hill pushing for more crypto regulation. Oh, the irony. And who is this? Sam Bankrun-Fried. I'm sorry. I mean, Sam Bankman-Fried. What a mess has ensued as FTX Global has gone insolvent following the threat from Changping Zhao, the founder of Binance, selling his stake in FTX via FTT tokens. We soon learned that the company was insolvent as the FTT token was illiquid and customer funds were misappropriated, misappropriated all over the place. The FTT token is down over 90% this week and investors that have had the ability to trade the token have been liquidating their stake as quickly as possible. The story is just beginning to unravel and much more will be developing in time. Will Sam Bakeman Freed turn into Sam Prisoner Freed? Who knows and time will tell. In other news, security tokens have held up well, holding right at the $15 billion mark even through a crypto sell-off and overall equity uncertainty. Spice VC is up over 25% this month and is finally catching a bid. And ABDN, one of the UK's biggest asset management firms, led the $28.5 million Series A funding round in digital asset exchange Archax, having become the firm's largest external shareholder this year and has been successfully closed. The investment in the Financial Conduct Authority licensed firm included backing from Tezos, Bitrock Capital, and CE Innovation, among many others. Archax, as we know, allows institutional investors to custody and trade digital securities, tokenized versions of real-world assets, alongside the traditional securities and cryptocurrencies. It says it is the first exchange offering digital securities to win registration, registration with the FCA and is now working on a range of crypto exchange and trade products also known as ETPs. The ability to close a round of this size given the market conditions is a very strong sign as investors are seeing an opportunity for lopsided returns in the long run. Archac's new war chest of capital will provide institutional investors a wide array of investment opportunities that will help move the industry in the right direction. And finally, Digital Securities Exchange Upstream has announced the listing of two new digital securities on an exchange. These digital securities will be cross-listed on OTC or over-the-counter markets. Created, also known as CRTD, is one of the companies that announced that it is starting the application process to dual-listed shares on Upstream. A creator-first company, Created aims to unlock creativity for and provide economic opportunities for creators and brands quote, multiplying the impact of platform, people, and technology. This will be achieved through its four business divisions, Created Labs, Created Partners, Created Ventures, and Created Studios. The listing is expected to facilitate access to a global digital-first investor base that can trade using USDC stablecoins, USD, credit and debit cards, and PayPal, unlocking liquidity and enhancing price discovery. This opportunity to invest in Created comes ahead of its anticipated application to relist on a national exchange. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. Wakey wakey, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Kohl. Morehouse College is pioneering a way for education in the metaverse, saying that the metaverse is not just for video games, but education. You can go to Glasgow and you can go to universities there and be in their midst and experience how they live. That's what technology does. 
That's coming from Dr. Morris, the virtual reality program manager from Morehouse College. Next, Capital One filed eight trademark applications for NFTs and NFT backed media, as well as debit and credit card services in the metaverse. The company also could provide financial services and other events in the metaverse in the future, according to its filing. Moving forward, Forbes has decided to deepen its ties into Web3 community by hosting an unconventional event with its new partner, The Sandbox. Forbes chief technology officer said that the goal of this massive effort is to facilitate more productive communication between the company and its users. The virtual world would then connect them to all the collectibles currently owned by Forbes. This includes the NFT gallery, which will display Forbes virtual NFT billionaires. In addition, there will be a fun and tough treasure hunt for attendees to participate in, where they will have to seek out through various parts of the metaverse property. And last but not least, Meta announced layoffs of 11,000 staff members with its recruiting and business teams disproportionately affected. The company is also tightening its belt by reducing its office space and moving to desk sharing for some workers and extending a hiring freeze through the first quarter of 2023. This is a sad moment. There is no way around it, Mr. Zuckerberg wrote, adding that he has been wrong assuming that the increase in online activity through the pandemic would continue. I got this wrong and I take full responsibility for it. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Kohl. An amazing lineup of news from our team there, Kyle. But of course, now we are going to be talking about our companies of the week. Oh, That's yeah. where we each choose a company that we thought made the biggest moves in the space last week. They deserve a little spotlight, if you will. And Kyle, who is your bid for running now actually company of the year? We're getting mm. close to that election. Who's entered the race? Well, it's interesting because as we talked about throughout earlier in this episode and later on in the episode, it's been kind of a darker week for crypto in terms of their, they haven't had a whole lot of great things going on, but the security token industry has actually had another great week as we continue to see amazing oh, yeah. developments are happening in the digital security sector. This time, Hamilton Lane wins my company of the week. You may recognize them from a couple of weeks ago announcing that they launched three separate investment funds on Securitize that were all tokenized. Now they're making our top five yet again for a new fund, this time with Figure on their Providence blockchain, another tokenized fund. That is four total funds for the $832 billion asset manager. This is a huge company that's getting into this in a big way and making a publicly available offering as opposed to a lot of these test net things that we've seen from a lot of other ones that maybe aren't quite ready to, to jump all the way in. Hamilton Lane is innovating, they're planting their flag, and I think they're doing some amazing things. So for that, they get my company of the week. I think that's a great choice, Kyle. If that doesn't go to show you that big banks are getting into tokenization, I don't know what does. <laughs> uh, but my company of the week, Tell Kyle, me. Archax. Oh, absolutely. You know, they've been uh, potentially a little bit of a sleeper to most in the industry, mostly because they haven't officially started trading any security tokens that we know of yet. Hmm. But uh, we do know that they've been actually pretty great at marketing. They've been around, they've been letting the world know, they've been making partnerships happen so that when everything gets activated, they are cooking. And guess what? That earned them 28 
million dollars in a series A investment, Kyle. Going to show you that the secure token industry is well on its way, continuous infrastructure investment as we see it. And now the UK is primed more than ever with an incredible player ready to start listing digital securities and crypto on their platform, they say. So very excited for Archax. Congratulations, you're my company of the week. And an STM data partner. So shout out to Archax. Shout out to that. Now, Kyle, let's jump into our main topic. Man, it's been a tough week this week for crypto, hasn't it? <laughs> oh my goodness, I hope you didn't have anything on FTX or any of our viewers because right now it is probably all gone. I'm clearly not the FTX arena anymore, so I guess we're going to be going to the Miami Heat arena for, for the next game, not FTX. Jokes aside, this is billions of dollars, folks, that have been lost. This is very serious. A major, major crypto player that almost seemed untouchable has now literally fallen from the heavens uh, back down to earth. And uh, it's not looking good from everything we're no. seeing, folks. And it's unraveling throughout this entire week. Who knows what's happened since when you start to actually watch this. But let me tell you, we got to break it down. There's absolutely a huge use case for security tokens. The number of times that people ask us, are you okay? Is your company okay? Because they don't quite understand security tokens. Well, they need to watch more of this show and they need to realize that this is a great thing for security tokens because crypto, once again, unregulated, no asset backing the situation, no actually beneficial usage of smart contracts and such. We're going to break all of that down. Mm. But first, I don't think many of us actually understand this whole FTX story. So for those who don't understand, Kyle, could you break it down for us? Sure, sure. So as you may or may not know, FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange similar to Coinbase or Binance, as you mentioned earlier in the show. And so they also have a sister company that is the original start of FTX was the, the CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, started Alameda Research. And this is a hedge fund that makes very high leverage trades into the crypto economy and uses the fact that they have so much capital to influence markets. Markets, and then they can take positions on that. These are unregistered securities. These are not regulated assets. So there's certainly no concerns around any of, of the kind of manipulation things. And they're able to use that to their advantage to make incredibly large positions. And as, as we've seen throughout the existence of DeFi, perhaps they've been behind a lot of these different collapses of Seems different like assets so. because they were using their influence. They and so profiting. basically what happened here was that FTX, they spun up this crypto exchange and you've got LPs, limited partners. These are people that have cash that they give to somebody else, a general partner, that then invests those money, right? So you've got all these investors like Tom Brady that invested in FTX or whatever, right? And then you've got all these funds as well that invested, Andreessen Horowitz or Sequoia or these different investment firms that then invest into FTX. You have this whole pool of investors, people, high net worth individuals, as well as these institutions that are investing on behalf of other people. And they would invest that into FTX and would receive sometimes two different types of things in return. They would receive equity, ownership in the actual company itself, and they would receive FTT tokens. Now, these were cryptocurrencies. They were burned on the market with revenue that FTX made. So I think they promised like 10% of revenues or something would be used to buy back those tokens and burn them from the market, as well as reduced trading fees on the platform and some other exclusive benefits, whatever you might want from a VIP experience on FTX if you had enough of this position. 
Well, here's what they did. They essentially took the FTT token and for every one that they sold, they minted 10 or 20 for themselves. So there's this amount that's trading on, on the secondary market in a healthy way, supply okay. and demand style. But now they've got all of this pool that they just decided that they have, that now they're going to additional creditors and saying, look, we have this amount of asset because of the fact that it's trading at whatever on a secondary market, you should give me cash in exchange for that and I'll pay you back a return on it. We would call that a collateralized loan. We've talked about collateralized loans quite a bit in the past because often for especially volatile assets, you require over collateralization where you have more of the asset than the cash that you're getting back because of the fact that that volatility could cause the position to change. And so in the event that the position changes, now we have problems. So let's take another step back. So FTX would take equity, it would sell equity, it would give shares of their company, and they would give this crypto, which really owned nothing. And they would give those two different types of assets. I'm not exactly sure how, what the ratio of that was. Probably every deal might have been a little bit different there. They would take that money. They would then invest that in operations for the company itself, as well as a huge investment portfolio of venture investing, as well as a set of over 100 shell companies all across the world from Bahamas to Singapore to Hong Kong to the US to basically everywhere. They had all these, they had the German company CM Equities, which we've covered quite a bit. And so they really covered the map with regards to these shell companies and then Presumably, as this got more and more expensive, they took out more and more collateral behind this FTT crypto to then continue to invest that into all these companies. Okay, so let's just slow down for one second there, yeah. make sure I'm still following. You've sure. got a company started by Sam Bankman Freed, who it's an exchange company, allows you to trade crypto. They have a sister arm that actually also invests and makes crypto plays. They raised a bunch of money from investors. They also sold a token, which is now also an asset on their balance sheet. They then took that asset on their balance sheet and they collateralized it. And since have been spending billions of dollars on say naming rights for arenas and making super large plays and investment positions. Am I getting that so far? Yeah, it's really not a whole lot different than if somebody applied for an American Express platinum card. And then because it's got, you know, a 50 or a hundred thousand cap, just then goes and spends, uh, you know, at, at Dior and buys themselves thirty thousand dollars worth of of stuff. At the time, you're you're able to do it because of the fact that it's a credit card. You're building credit, but you do have to pay that back, right? And that term comes back to bite you, especially in this case, as you mentioned. These are really volatile assets, so this all was actually working in, in pretty good harmony until one of the large holders of the FTT token decided to sell their shares. And maybe that was because of the fact that they understood that this was a house of cards. Maybe it was because they wanted the money, which is pretty likely. Maybe it was because of some other factor, but they decided that they wanted to sell their shares and decided to go onto the open market with that. And this is exactly what happened when Binance, CZ, Chen Peng Zhao comes out, the CEO of Binance and says, we are going to sell and divest our entire, I think it was like 300 million, give or take 50 million position 
in FTT. Now, Binance is a competitor to FTX, and surely he knew what would happen here. But again, that's irrelevant to the story. What is relevant is that he wanted to sell his shares, which are not shares, by the way. They're a random crypto with no value, no real tangible value aside from FTX promising to buy them back when they have profits. Well, they're probably not profiting right now. So it creates a very vulnerable scenario. So Binance comes out and says that they want to sell these shares. What does the general market do with that? That's bad news, right? So they then begin to sell as well. Oh, well, if Binance is selling, then I'm probably going to sell. So naturally, the FTT token begins to fall in price. And well, the problem with crypto assets, and we saw this with Terra Luna, We've seen this with many, many other cryptos that are much smaller in size as well throughout the course of the last five plus years. As the FTT token or any token that has no book value, no underlying asset, no reason to buy, right? If Apple stock went from $200 to $1, we would be buying as many shares as we can at $1 because it's worth way more than $1. Because the factories, the inventory, the supply, the cash flow, those things are valuable. The IP itself is valuable. Whereas with the crypto, you own none of that. Mm -hmm. So the the momentum builds 30, 40, 50%, and it just continues to totally crash, leading to margin calls. Leading to margin calls. Where all that collateral that you posted to get that asset, well, now you're underwater. And they're going to require that you pay it in cash to give them back their money. FTX has no money to pay, and we end up today where we are in Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The company has admitted they've got no cash. Sam Bankman-Fried has left the company. He is no longer CEO as they move forward with bankruptcy proceedings and presumably a lot, a lot, a lot of lawsuits coming their way, both personally and as a corporation. That's what's going on. So try to break it down that in Lehman's term really quickly for those of you following along, right? We've got uh, this house of cars that you, you brought up and now essentially purportedly Binance figured out they could essentially let it all fall apart. It was built on so much collateral and yep. so many problems that everything came tumbling down with it. Crazy, crazy stuff. How in the world could security tokens fix this? Well, I actually think, Kyle, this is a bit of a holy grail situation. I will cite for sure that there's a great article out there on Coindesk uh, by Renata Skoda, uh, who is the CFO at INX, by the way, uh, talking about how security tokens can useful in a restructuring for a creditor situation. Literally a week before this yeah. happened. Great so time. They, they use Celsius in a couple other cases, but we're going to use the FTX example. So this is major, major. Like I said, the holy grail. We're talking about 35 plus different institutional investors, Sequoia Capital, Tom O'Bravo, uh, celebrities like Tom Brady, right? These uh, people can all afford very expensive lawyers and bankruptcy people. Um, they all bought in the equity stack. On top of that, you're telling me that they also had pledges and loans against what they called an asset, the FTT token, supposedly on their balance sheet, and that asset represented value on top of the fact that it also had been pledged as collateral, so now they owed people money using that asset. And we've also got this, uh, turns out potentially that customer funds What's actually supposed to be on the balance sheet as your holdings, as if I give a dollar to the bank, that dollar was then being used by the company to invest elsewhere and actually, in this case, bail out one of the sister companies, Alameda Research. Of which they have no exposure. No exposure, right? You're expecting the bank to give you your dollar back. Well, in this case, impossible because Alameda just 
ate it all up, it's gone. So a crazy situation where you know you got the customer involved potentially being entitled to some kind of funds. Uh, and you've even got the situation of FTX being in America, also internationally. You're talking about over a, a hundred different subsidiaries and affiliates and over 10 different jurisdictions across the world, different legal frameworks, different lawyers, different scenarios, all under this massive house of cards, multiple billions of dollars, all again, mostly now gone. So yes, security tokens could absolutely be a huge There's benefit a lot of here, Kyle. Which yeah. way do you want to dive into first? Well, first I'll say that if the way this is going to go now, it's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars, possibly billions of dollars, because these bankruptcy lawyers and uh, share uh, participants, these middlemen, also take a huge cut of whatever is salvaged. So now you're talking about potentially billions of dollars, folks, that are gonna go towards these middlemen making this possible. The court usually appoints trustees. They then go ahead and start to pay out creditors and investors based on what's happening here. There's bankruptcy estates and all kinds of other crap. The first example that I think security tokens, imagine if everything was on chain, the future that we imagine, we're talking about the equity being on chain, the debt being on chain, the tokens are actually already on chain in this scenario, uh, and every other, you and know, would be on chain, we can track how the bankruptcy goes. Exactly right. Everything's on chain. All payments. So smart contracts, right? Smart contracts. Immediately, instead of a creditor or trustee having to go out and manually pay everybody, immediately we're talking about paying out people automatically. And taking their fees, right? Taking their fees out automatically. It's all, like you said, on-chain and transparent. On top of that, you could actually structure these arrangements, these pledges and these collaterals ahead of time. So that in the event that FTX wasn't able to pay back, you'd actually have had this very interesting, you could analyze the fall of the house of cards because it would ex essentially trigger payments and situations left and right because it'd be like, all right, well, you just missed this payment. I'm now, the smart contract is automatically collecting the collateral. That collateral will then go get sold. It could be auto liquidated. There's the benefit of these tokens being on chain as well, using all kinds of liquidity solutions. But we're talking about the fact that there is massive transparency throughout the fact that waterfall structures are going throughout this whole thing, right? You've got in the equity stack, different people have seniority. The common shareholders are at the bottom where you've got senior preferred over the top people. And then the lenders, the creditors, they actually have priority over that. So you're talking about potentially thousands maybe even tens of thousands of different pledges across all of these subsidiaries that need to unravel. Imagine if you could actually unravel that on-chain using smart contracts as opposed to manual people now having to comb through everything, going through courts, going through different corporations, going through different middlemen just to eventually pay out the creditors and the equity holders. And again, because everything's on-chain, Kyle, I think you can imagine that it's just so easy to yeah. distribute new equity, profit sharing, debt repayments. As noted by Powell from Spice VC, he noted how much easier it is for him to pay out his LPs it, using the on-chain distribution. That's the beauty. It that's the beauty. We're talking about saving hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe more, through this. And again, that transparency, it, it changes the game for the courts. It changes the game for everybody. It maybe even have prevented this situation in the first place because this house of cards maybe would have slowly fallen apart as opposed to just yeah. this massive collapse. Yeah, I mean, you look at Av. Av held up during the whole Terra Luna. 
Av protocol Managed. worked. It's still every loan held up, right? And that was all transparent versus with these collateralizations, no one had any idea what was actually being leveraged. And that was the main problem to SBF's own admission. He oh, mentioned that he lost sorry. track of what's going on. And it doesn't look too good for Kyle, him. I got one last question for you because I know it's a heck of a main topic, but it's so, so crazy and yeah. relevant. What if FTT, the token, instead of being a crypto asset, essentially, essentially backed by nothing, what if it was a security? What if, say, it had equity in the company, like you said, in the Apple scenario, maybe entitlement to assets or profits, maybe entitled to somewhere in this creditor stack uh, of what we're talking about? What do you think? It drastically reduces the momentum. And as we mentioned, the biggest thing with these cryptos is that you don't need to have an asset backing your token for the price to bubble, for it to go up. Any of these crazy things can go up using the supply and demand economics alone. The problem is that they hit this bubble and then they begin to decline just naturally as assets do. You look at a stock chart and it tends to, they all do, they all don't go up forever, right? They, they do this. And the reason why they go back up after that sharp decline or after over a period of decline is because investors say, okay, this actually owns something. So there is some value here. Maybe it's not $1 for $1, but at, to my example with Apple, if it's, if it's five cents, to a dollar, I'm going to buy as many five cents to sell it for a dollar as possible. It's called arbitrage. It's a healthy market to be able to have that book value. That is what Warren Buffett was famous for. And certainly he's done incredibly well through his portfolio holdings, even during this period of a lot of craziness over the last year or two. He's and Berkshire's been great, right? <laughs> and so, right now. Exactly. So having that book value, having something real that in bankruptcy, you actually can get or owning the IP, owning those things, now it might make it worth it to actually purchase those assets on the other side. Right now, the FTT token is probably zero. Whereas no counterparty, if right? it's holding at 30 or 40 cents, at least that's some money that goes to the margin call that somebody might come in and buy it. Now, there's no reason Nobody's to buy that. It. No Nobody's one's buying, buying it. There's and no demand, just, right? Exactly. So once it starts that death spiral, there's no way to get out versus even meta, right? Facebook is down 60%, but it's not down 100% because Facebook is still a set of IP that people think is worth something as opposed to with this FTT token where it just dumps to zero Took everything and, down. and it just takes everything down. Oof. So in that case, yes, that's the answer, folks. A security token would be the solution to everything here bringing everything on chain, better transparency, better payments, savings, as well as potentially keeping the company alive in the first place had they done it the right way with the security token. So hopefully you love that segment there. I'm sure you maybe have questions or feedback or thoughts. Engage with us, leave us comments, reach out to us. We're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn. We love to talk on Discord with the rest of our community. You've of course got the weekly What's Trippin' newsletter also in your inbox, go check it out. Uh, and of course, stm.co, all the latest trading information, all the latest news, your one-stop shop for security tokens. Come give it a visit. And meanwhile, we'll catch it next week on Monday. Happy tokenizing.